Welcome to Please Bet on Football Games. Hello and welcome to week 16 of the Please Bet on Football Games podcast. I am your host, Alex, here with the on-air talent, Joe. Joe, how you doing this week? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I... I won like 78% of my personal bets this week, so I feel great. Uh, but the reason Alonzo's not here, the only reason Alonzo's not here, is purely performance-based. Just like Marcus Mariota <laughs> getting benched for Desmond Ritter, uh, we had five bets and then like five leans. Yeah, we had five leans and five bets. And our five bets went two and three. Our leans went five and oh. The teaser of the week won pretty easily. Uh, but it's those five bets that count. Not really. Alonzo's not back because Alex is, uh, he's not Wally Pip. He can't lose his job due to injury or finals. Wow, I like that. Deep cut. Uh, happy to be back. Sad I missed a week, but you guys held it down quite well. I listened and uh, won the only bet I made on the week, which was tagging along on that teaser. Woo! Yeah. But do you want to talk about some of the specific bets, or do you just want to walk into week 16? Um, I'll just run through them. It was a crazy fucking week. We finally got a little bit of luck on our side in some of the games. Absolutely. And in some of the games, we kind of didn't. Um, for instance, New Orleans. Uh, we had New Orleans minus four. They won by three. Desmond Ritter had four dropped interceptions, including one that was totally intercepted, but they called it out of bounds. That's some bullshit. We totally should have covered. Our handicap was perfect. Minnesota minus four. Uh, aside from the 10 special teams points that they gave up and the two defensive touchdowns that the refs took off the board and the 13 points off of turnovers that they handed away. The Vikings should have fucking dominated the Colts. And it, again, our handicap was absolutely perfect. It just didn't bounce our way. The Ravens, uh, two two turnovers within the 10-yard line, so in the low red zone. Uh, one a pick, one a turnover on downs. Two missed field goals from Justin Tucker, but those are canceled out by the two missed field goals from Cade York. I feel like you expect more out of Justin Tucker than you do rookie kicker Cade York that oh, struggled. But, absolutely. Yeah. But still, it should have been a lot closer. There's an argument that the Ravens were the better team. That's what happens when you bet on a backup quarterback who's coming off a concussion on a short week. I can only blame myself for that. Oakland, now we were lucky to win the way that we did, certainly, but I still think that the Raiders were going to win that game in overtime. They definitely were outplaying the Patriots as the game went on. The only reason that the Patriots were in that game is from a pick six on a screen, and that's not something that you can fucking count on. Um, yeah. Cincinnati, you might say that the Buccaneers having five turnovers in a row in their own red zone, so like gave the ball to the Bengals, Basically, for the entire third quarter, it looked like the Bengals were playing college overtime rules because they kept on getting the ball in between the 20 and the 40. Yeah. Uh, that said, the Buccaneers do stupid shit. That's the whole crux of this bet. Buccaneers are a way better team with a way better quarterback, but they do stupid shit. Um, Tennessee... It was a shitty game. I don't care. It was a shitty game. Detroit, I actually think they deserved to win that game. Maybe not in the fashion they did. It was a little lucky that they won the way they did, but they deserved to win. And, uh, I mean, the Green Bay game went kind of exactly how we said it would, too, on the pod. Just cold out, really talented team coming off of a bye, winner-go-home game for the Packers, literally nothing to play for for the Rams coming off of a really emotional victory. And while Baker Mayfield had a long week to get acclimated in the system, he had been in that system for 14 days. Meanwhile, Browns fans are clamoring for excuses to provide Deshaun Watson, who has been in the same system now for eight months, because chemistry and game speed are not the same in between practice, training camp, and actual games. So, we thought Baker would struggle. He did a little bit, and that's why the Packers covered. All in all, a pretty just week. A little bit of bullshit went against us, and a little bit of bullshit helped us. It's also easier to say that when you have such a great record on your bets and lead. Absolutely. I think that was a beautiful rundown. We're trying to save time, because Alex has got to go home to the shitty place. 
place for Christmas. He's from Cleveland. I am from Cleveland. It's a terrible, terrible idea. <laughs> and I'm not just saying that because Deshaun Watson fans are just bullying the shit out of me on YouTube right now. They're really getting after him. I'm bullying back. You, you know he is. You better not fucking comment on my shit saying some outrageous or ignorant shit if you have a video on YouTube, because I will comment with some equally outrageous and ignorant shit just to show you what it feels like. They won't catch on. They're not literate, but it'll make me feel better. And that's what we really care about. And keeping Joe in a good position so that he can keep making these wonderful videos for all of us. It's my world. Other people just inhabit it. We love it. <laughs> Let's do some games. Let's talk about some football. Week 16. First up, on Thursday night, we have the Jacksonville Jaguars going to play the New York Jets. That game is pick 'em. This is so fucking square, but I don't see how the Jaguars lose. Um, is it is it going to snow in New York cuz Ooh, fuck, I forgot that Trevor Lawrence is just putrid in any uncomfortable element. I don't think we're going to get that like cuz we're getting a crazy freeze. It's going to be light rain and 47 degrees. Fuck. I got to cancel my bet on the Jaguars right now. Fuck. Pause. Pause. Pause the pod. <laughs> I'm actually canceling my bet right fucking now. We can continue with the pod, but you can't bet on the Jaguars. The Jaguars are the better team and should win. They also have more to play for right now because the Jets are like kind of out of the playoffs. And Mike White's not playing again. Mike White is not playing. Zach Wilson is a poopy diaper. He's got plenty of arm talent. He's just possibly the most panicked quarterback I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, his his brain is ruined. Yeah, no, it's terrible. Um, I, I, I would really want to join you in betting on the Jags. I don't think it's going to be like nine degrees in New York. Like it will be in Cleveland and Chicago and stuff this weekend. 47 in, in East Rutherford, New Jersey. Yeah, and because they're playing on, on Thursday. Which is better? Oh, yeah, that helps. Because these these Saturday and Sunday games are going to be frigid in some spots, but wet and still cold. Yeah, I think can't bet on. Tre we saw what he does in the elements against Philly. He had one other game where it was just cold and he fucked up too. I want to say it was Detroit, wasn't it? No, Detroit was indoors. They just got manhandled on the lines. Oh yeah, it was somebody else that they. I don't know. I mean, we look, thought they were going to win. You got Trevor Lawrence, who's a top 10, borderline top 5 quarterback right now, going against Zach Wilson, who's a terrible quarterback. You but think top 5? Borderline top 5 for Trevor? Are there any good fucking quarterbacks in this league? I mean, we could go back to the list when, from the offseason. When's the last time Josh Allen did some shit where you were like, that was a soundly awesome game? Because every game, he turns the ball over twice or tries to. Yeah, he hasn't looked exceptional for the last, like, month. Like, don't, he's had his moments. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Uh, the game against Miami, I gave him an A-. minus, But it was such a tenuous A-. minus. Like, he really fucking tried not to get an A-. minus. Yeah. His last four games, I've, per coincidence, I've graded almost every game of Josh Allen's this year, save one or two. His last four games are A-, C+, B+, B+. In those games, he has four pickables and four fumbles. Not good. Yeah, it's tough. Like, I mean, that's always the Josh Allen roller coaster, and we don't need to, like, jump into this whole tangent. Yeah. And we're not even talking about the Bills right now, so we should really wrap that up. I think top five for Lawrence, or even borderline top five, is probably premature. I think I agree. top ten right now, totally. you, you can definitely make the argument. Not as much because he's doing well, although he is. We are splicing hairs, though, because like fringe top five is six or seven, and top ten is eight or nine. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, so can't bet on this game no. unless you find out that it's not going to rain at all. I mean, I'm going to maybe pile it just because I think Jacksonville is a way better team, but we'll see if we can find five bets that we like better. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to Saturday. Ooh, change up. 
First up on Saturday. We have seven, eight. We have eight one o'clock games on Saturday. Okay, that's got to be Sunday. According to PFF, it's Saturday. You're right. There are, There's oh, only one shit. So You're they right. There are it. three Sunday games. There's, yeah. Okay, so basically last What's week. What's happening on Sunday this year? Christmas. Uh, <laughs> my Catholic school teachers are so upset with me right now. It's the third day of Hanukkah. I'm not Jewish. I just have been intimately related to a lot of Jews. Dang it. <laughs> 12 p.m. Central Time on Saturday. First up, we have the Atlanta Falcons going to play the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens are minus seven. Oh, fuck. I hate that line. Yeah, it's rough. I want, as soon you were saying it, and I was like, mm, give me the Ravens, god fucking damn it. And then I heard seven, and I just can't do it, because whether it's that Tyler Huntley is terrible, and he sure was this past week, or it's because the Ravens just do not want to risk him getting injured. When Tyler Huntley comes in, they stop running the ball with the quarterback, and they stop throwing downfield. Now again, he was coming off a concussion on a short week. I'm not sure if it was the Ravens trying to protect their last viable quarterback, you know? Rather run a half an offense with him than run a full offense without him. I'm not certain. What I am certain of is that Desmond Ritter is a bottom five quarterback I've ever seen. I said that. I don't remember Nathan Peterman's start. Like, that was before my time. So we're going back, like, four years, roughly, when we're talking worst quarterbacks of all time. Uh, That Desmond Ritter debut was on par with the Justin Fields debut against the Browns. It was on par with the Mac Jones Week 5 last year against the Saints. It was a bottom 10 game I've ever seen. He got a negative 21, I want to say. Oh, my God. He threw four pickables. And he was not accurate otherwise. I'll tell you the exact stats. He was a negative 21.25. He was accurate on 42% of his passes. Yes, 42. That's not completion percentage. That's accuracy. So drops still go in his favor. Drops are counted just like an accurate caught pass. He had four positive throws all solid. He had seven pedestrian, and then he had 15 inaccurate, including 11 bad and four pickables. He also had three negative runs and three negative sacks. He was terrible in every possible way. He also missed five open deep balls. I thought only Marcus Mariota did that. It's obviously all Mariota's fault. He taught him wrong. The vindication would have been so sweet if I could just ignore all the country fried hick pieces of shit on Twitter who told me that somehow, I'm not even joking, Falcons fans, all five of them, legitimately argued that losing this game was Mariota's fault. I'm not joking. If he would have been a better veteran leader, Ritter would have been ready for this game. I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> um, I, I feel like this one you have to end up passing as well. Yep. I mean, it's... Great teaser leg. Yeah. Yeah, drop dead leg. I'm not going to put the clip in because we're trying to be quick. But... Yeah, you don't have to. All right. We can move on to the next game. But it basically just comes down to Desmond Ritter's fucking terrible. The Falcons have no defense. Dean Pease got fucking jacked up last week. I don't know if he's going to be able to actually do his job this week. Yeah. I love Baltimore as a leg. Yeah, I think it's a really good leg, but you can't do it with Tyler Huntley in minus seven. No, it's ridiculous. And There might not be 30 points in this game. Yeah, we can go look up uh, Baltimore weather, because I think that's going to play in for just about everyone this week. Um, On Saturday, well, it's going to be sunny, but high of 22, low of 12. Thursday and Friday is going to be raining the whole time too well i honestly like the ravens in the cold better than the falcons yeah i definitely all right next game next game who do we got next up we have the buffalo bills going to play the chicago bears the bears are plus nine Mm. 
Also, it is worth noting that the forecast for Saturday is a low of zero and a high of 10 degrees. Overcast with clouds. It will be windy. On the lake, it's going to be negative 10. Yeah, it's going to be fucking miserable because it's going to be windy and you're going to be on the lake. I rollerbladed the score to the the score. I went to the score on my rollerblades. I went to the store today to go Christmas shopping on my rollerblades. And as is tradition, I put a thermal sock in my pants to protect my parts. Mm -hmm. And it was not enough. Yeah, you're going to do multiples. Oh, dude, it was was like a big fucking sock, dude. It's bigger than the one you use. And I was cold. It's because I used two socks. Oh... Well, uh, it's fucking cold out here, uh, and Justin Fields is banged up, and Tevin Jenkins is paralyzed until further notice. The Bears are fucked. They currently have the second overall pick, and they kind of want to keep it that way. It's a trap game for the Bills, because the rest of their season is going to be kind of fun with, I think they play Miami, New England, and Green Bay. Yeah. So they're going to overlook this one. I don't think they play Green Bay. I think Green Bay plays Miami, then the Vikings and the Lions. That's who it is. Um, Whoever the fuck, I don't give a shit. They play the Dolphins and the Patriots. That's enough to get the Bills uh, looking ahead, especially when they're playing the second worst team in the NFL. I would just like to reiterate the Bears have the second overall pick, and yet everybody is exuberant about them. Yeah, I don't get it, but... It's because Matt Nagy's bald, but Matt Eberflus has lovely hair. Mm -hmm. I'm honestly starting to believe that Chicago coaches are actually judged off of their hair. Mark Trestman looked like a nerd. They hated him. He was a good coach. They hated him. Hey, Lovey Smith didn't have any hair. Nobody had a sick fucking beard. <laughs> he did? Did he have the beard when he was here? I thought he got that he, later. He did towards the end. And even still, bald but powerful. Dude, bald black guys look cool. It works. It's not Matt Nagy's bald either. Where like Matt Nagy's hanging on. He's got the horseshoe. Lovey Smith was like, dude, fuck you. I'm bald. And also, I look sweet. Mm-hmm. And I'm Texan. Mike Ditka, great hair. Yeah. Dick Jerron, not good hair. One coach of the year, got rid of his ass. Not good hair. It's the hair. Dave Wanstead, his ass was dumber than shit, but he had great hair and a mustache. We kept him around too long. Mm-hmm. He still does radio hits. In Chicago, if you've got sick hair, you will be beloved as a coach. It should be their new uh, hiring criteria. I think it already might have been for the last 20 years. It's the same Probably old why Ryan Pace stuck around so long in the front Ryan office. Pace, right? You know who didn't stick around? Phil Emery, who built the Super Bowl Falcons and the Tressman Bears. Got fired. Why? Looked like a nerd. <laughs> There's there's a lot of correlation here. I'm not going to say this is scientific yet, but we just got to start polling people around the city. I, I think it's just some of that deep-seated, internalized homosexuality that nobody will ever admit to, especially here in a such a gruff city. Will you admit to your deep-seated, internalized homosexuality? No, because I liked the nerdy guys who are ugly. And Maybe I, that just means your type of guy is ugly, I like, nerdy I like guys. submissive bottoms. <laughs> You know what? That's a pretty butch way to be gay, and I'm down with that. Uh, Gender studies aside, uh, you can't really bet this game. It's a nice leg if you can get it at uh, plus nine, so that you can tease that down to Bills minus three. Mm -hmm. If you can get Bills minus three, that's a decent leg. Not a drop-dead leg, but it's a fine leg. It's a leg that jogs once a week. You know, it's in in good shape for its age. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're toned, but, you know, not... You prefer some pantyhose on it. It would do some good work. So, this has been the horniest game breakdown of all time in several directions. (laughs) Extremely pansexual. What's the next game? Next up, we have the Cincinnati Bengals going to play the New England Patriots. The Patriots are plus three and a half. So tell me why I don't bet on the Bengals. I don't know. I As soon as I started reading it, I was like, how do we lose this bet? <laughs> so uh, we got burned, Alonzo and I, that is, got burned two or three times. By the way, shout out Alonzo. He actually did an awesome job. He was great. Yeah, he was he was a good listen. Made me feel a little insecure. Not really. It, it should, but 
I'm I am secure in my, my standing. You're safe, but he was good. No, yeah, he did a good job. Uh, it's going to be 24 with scattered clouds in Foxborough, Massachusetts. PFF's got the hookup with the weather. That's that's a good plan. It's literally the best thing about PFF is the weather. Um, because their quarterback rankings have gotten even fuckier. So. The Bengals were very lucky last week, and it was a deceiving win. However, the Patriots do suck. I think the Bengals win. I don't know how by, by how much. I think the Bengals definitely win, even with some of those injuries that popped up last week. I think Sam Hubbard's out until the playoffs. Trey, Trey Hendrickson might be, out. might be out, is definitely beat up. Um, and then, you know, all their all their skill players have been a little banged up I recently. I think they are, but still, they they worry me because they've been hurt. Like all of them have been out one of the last three weeks between Mixon, Boyd, uh, T. Higgins, and Jamar. So that makes me a little bit worried. But I think it annoys me to say this, but the Bengals are like they're they're hitting their stride. They've been hitting their stride. But they're just nothing they did against. Or against the Bucks was even remotely impressive. No, but that's how they have existed for the last year and a half. So basically, what we're saying, oh fuck. Okay, so I was just gonna say the way that the Bengals win this game is by not fucking up and waiting for the other team to fuck up, but the Patriots don't fuck up. Except the Patriots fuck up a lot lately. Yeah, this the, year the they've been years, last year too. They fuck up a lot. It turns out Brady just covered up everything in New England. Yes, like literally, like not just the offense, but also the special teams and the defense. And apparently, getting people to not lateral the ball. 20 yards. Well, you know when that doesn't happen. You know when that doesn't happen? When When you're not not tied. When you're not tied with the Raiders in regulation exclusively because of a couple of fluke plays on defense. Does Mac Jones throw hissy fits every game? Yes. And the announcers make note of it every game, and then nobody recalls and calls Mac Jones a bitch. Yeah, because, like, I've been been paying attention to... Because they made a big deal of it a few weeks ago where he really got pissed off on the sideline like yep. it was a whole thing about a month ago and and so i've been watching since then and i swear to god every single time i have watched and it's not like i watched the entire new england game i pop in for what is probably the equivalent of like a quarter and a half and i have seen every single week him freaking out on the sideline some way it's what he does it's what he did last year nobody pays attention there's a so i wrote uh quarterback breakdowns last summer where i would like write a basically a summary breaking down all the strengths weaknesses etc etc of every quarterback Uh, i did it for like 25 quarterbacks mac jones was one of them and i tried to find a funny if not mean picture for all the quarterbacks i had a negative impression of and a triumphant or cool picture for all the quarterbacks i had a positive impression of after doing this grading and i thought mac jones was even worse than i imagined he would be like i i came in thinking like mac jones is gonna suck and i came out of it thinking like I don't think this guy should be in the fucking league. And I was looking through Google Images to find pictures of him crying, because I remembered that there was one picture of him against the Saints where he was crying. And I realized that, like, if you just Google Mac Jones fit or Mac Jones cry, there's, like, at least ten instances. <laughs> like, it happens all the time. His DUIs, multiple, turns out there actually were multiple. 
Hell yeah. Yeah, they only reported one because he got one expunged. Helps to have rich parents in Florida. I was about to say. So, he just cries a lot. He's a bitch. I don't like him. He's terrible at football. And Bill Belichick's not a good coach. They do dumb shit. Bengals minus three and a half sucks because you're laying three and a half. But uh, we did it last week against a better team and it worked. Yeah. Um. My my only worry with it is that we've talked about Joe Burrow. You recently released a video about he's still just a game manager. And, and not a great one. And I agree with that. But it's better than Mac Jones. It it definitely is. He definitely is. There's no no debate there. Like by by tears. Yeah. Do you worry that maybe this is the week? Because the Patriots do have, even though they're bad and they're worse than we are, you know, we know them to be. They still do have some of that juice on defense to confuse teams. Where's the juice? I don't know. It's but, not there. But they still hold teams to like relatively fewer points than you would expect. When? I don't know. Last so I'm gonna list you some of their games. Okay. They just played the Raiders. The Raiders scored 30. Now six of those were kind of fraudulent, but they were gonna get at least three more in overtime. So yeah. maybe it wasn't. 30 maybe it was 27 that's pretty normal for the Raiders in a game where the Raiders threw a pick six yeah there's some fluky stuff in that game but okay they let up 13 to the Cardinals but a it's the Cardinals b their season was over and c Kyler Murray got hurt on the third play while Kyler's not good Colt McCoy thrust into the game when he doesn't expect to be there isn't as good as normal Colt McCoy which is not good I was gonna say we've we've praised Colt McCoy a good amount so I feel like holding them to 13 points is, I mean, it's not great. Like, it's the Cardinals. It's, they have it's, given. It's good. But it's a, it's, it's above average. Right. And for what we're talking about is them being a shitty team. I feel like their defense still turns in better performances than their talent level is. Bill scored 24 in bad weather. Vikings scored 33. Uh, Jets scored 10, but it was with Zach Wilson. Uh, Colts scored 3, but it's the Colts. Jets scored 17. Fair. Uh, Bears scored four, or Bears scored 35. Not good. <laughs> Uh, that was a bad one. Browns scored 15. That was bad. Yeah. This is a good game for the Patriots. So the Patriots often have an above average defense. You're right. And and so maybe, but I don't know. Who like, matches up on T. Higgins? But yeah, they don't have anyone that can cover. And Joe Burrow, like, I think this, his game manager stuff actually works for this type of team. Yes, that plays Ben but don't break zones. Because, and because it's just put faith in the receivers and the playmakers where you can't really win off confusion. Yeah, like there's no disguising, uh, fuck, T. Higgins is 6'5", I'm going to throw him a jump ball. Yeah, and, and... And by the way, personnel talk, Jack Jones is probably the best cornerback for the Patriots right now. He's 5'10", 5'11". Uh, Marcus Jones is probably the most talented cornerback on the Patriots. He's very fast, but he's 5'9". So I don't know if Jalen Mills is going to play. Jalen Mills is bad and cannot cover either of those wide receivers anyway. I am very confident that Joe Burrow will have the fuck it, any of my receivers are right over there somewhere, plays every day. Yeah, I could totally see it. I'm just trying to come up with ways of, like, when we look back at this game and it ends up being 20-17 to 17 Poor Bengals. Poor red zone offense is the only thing I can think of. Yeah, but they've been, and the Bengals have been really good in the red zone lately. Burrow has, like, they've been getting results. They had a lot of opportunities against the Bucks, and they were. And we're, they came on later in the game, and the more they passed, the better it went for them. I don't know. I Fuck it. Let's maybe it. I think maybe it. We're talking in circles now, but it's looking like it's probably going to be a pick. Yeah, I feel like it will end up being one, but we'll maybe it for right now and come back. So, moving on, we have the Detroit Lions going to play the Carolina Panthers. The Panthers are plus three. Lions. Yes. And that number actually may, may move. It's gonna. So, Lions minus three, great. It'll if, get to two and a half. 
but you're probably going to be able to get Lions minus two and a half. Looks like Trey Hendrickson is going to play, by the way. So Bengals are very high. Yeah. Um, yeah, I is this game in Detroit? No, it's in Carolina. Okay, so it's probably, I'm going to guess it's 56 and sunny. Fuck, it's 30 and sunny. Carolina, look at you being a big boy. Told you, man, it's, it's I, fucking cold this weekend. I think of places that are colder as being more mature and therefore better. <laughs> and I think that that is heavily skewed by the fact that the warmest place I've lived by a mile is Los Angeles, which is a playground for infants. Fair enough. Also a place I love. Um... I don't see how this game is close. The Panthers are extremely fraudulent. Uh, people have an inflated sense of them right now because nobody watches the Panthers, which with good reason. Uh, they beat the Seahawks in a little bit of a fluky game. They beat the Broncos in a game where it was the Broncos. Yeah. If you score 18 points, you win. Um, they just got dominated by the Steelers, and the score does not reflect how dominating that game was. Mitch Trubisky just set efficiency records against them. The week after, he was god-awful. Just they god-awful. They Mason Rudolph. They really thought about it. Like, it was a game-time decision. They split snaps in practice all week. And, like, there were multiple players on the Steelers who were like, give Rudolph a shot. Can't be worse. So... The Panthers were kind of coasting off of running the ball a lot and people not watching them while they win. The Panthers probably don't win another game all year. The Lions are in the playoff hunt. They have, for my money, the best offensive coordinator going because Andy Reid and Mike McDaniel are head coach. Right. I'm playing the technicality. Do but it. If I'm, if I'm hiring a head coach this offseason, I call Ben Johnson. And if he says no, I call him again. Then Kellen Moore? Maybe. I might go Kafka or Ken Dorsey first. Interesting. Ken Dorsey, that quick. Yeah, I've been really. Fair enough. It just Kellen Moore feels more traditional. Maybe it's because it's the Cowboys and they run the ball because they have to because Jerry Jones. I was about to say. But he doesn't feel as innovative as a Ben Jones. Johnson does, or even a Mike Kafka or a Ken Dorsey. They all feel like new age shit that you just haven't seen. But regardless, the Lions are extremely well coordinated. They will dice you up if they can tell what coverage you're playing, especially if you're playing zone. The Panthers play a lot of zone under Will, mm. mostly cover three. Mm-hmm. This is cover three is a solved defense. We people know how to beat cover three. It's just a matter of whether or not a coach that has solved cover three is playing against them. If you solve cover three and you play cover three, you cannot be stopped. We just saw Detroit scheme open a lot of really good looks against the Jets, who are a much better version of the same kind of defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sam Darnold fucking really sucks. He's bad. He's so bad. And you really can't run the ball against the Lions as easily as you can a team like the Seahawks or the Falcons. And that is where the Panthers have gotten their wins. They get their wins when they're average above average running backs can run really efficient yeah that will not happen against the lions this is going to be a little bit of smash mouth football when the lions are on defense i think they hold up i really like their defensive line aiden hutchinson is really good john kaminsky has been really good from defensive tackle they got uh which okwara brother i think they got romeo back yeah they got romeo okwara back who's a solid defensive end very good at setting the edge and then this james houston dude is the new Jannard avery have you heard about him no. So he is undrafted out of Jackson State. He was, oh, fuck, I think he went to Miami first. And then he, oh, yeah. he might have done some illegal things. He did some criming. Hey, that's that's in his past. Uh, so he had to transfer. He was like a four-star recruit. He had to transfer. He's Jannard Avery because he's six foot two twenty, but he can't play linebacker. He's a rusher. He's got four sacks in his first four games. Hell yeah. And it's all exclude. And it's on like 60 snaps. Like he is playing rotational snaps and he is finishing like crazy. And it's all because he does, he doesn't get touched. He plays defensive end like he's playing tag. It's all ghost moves and juking out offensive tackles. It's what Barkevius Mingo is supposed to be. This guy was a... Oh, he wasn't undrafted. He was a six-round pick. Puts respect. A supplemental six-round pick. 
Um, so he's funky. He, he's good for a couple pressures a game at the at the least. Yeah. Uh, so so far he's played 63 snaps all season, uh, all on the defensive line. 61 of them were against the pass, and two of them were against the run. And he's got four sacks. <laughs> you know that the the two plays he was on there against the run was. A halfback draw. Yeah, I was about to say it was some sort of misdirection. Like they were like, "Oh, it's a pass! It's a pass! It's a pass!" So I think that that defensive line is solid and will give problems to the patchwork and uh, slapstick comedy ensemble that is the Panthers' offensive line. Icky Kwanu has fallen back into hell. Brady Christensen no longer looks like an NFL player. Uh, Corbett and Bozeman are pretty good, and Moten just is prone to silly. Very silly mistakes all the time. Yeah. I feel like this is one we don't really have to overthink. No, the, simple. the Lions have been playing really clean football lately. And it's not because... See, this is the thing is people are thinking like the Lions are overrated because everybody likes them. They're on hard knocks. Jared Goff has good stats, but he's Jared Goff. What people don't understand is Ben Johnson is a revolutionary. Because mm-hmm. it's not... There's a lot of good offensive coordinators, even like McDaniel, who will run variations of shit we've seen. It's all derivative. And if you figure out how to stop one, you can kind of figure out how to stop all of them. Ben Johnson's his own fucking dude. He just figured this shit out all by himself. He His coaching tree is literally Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell hired him in Miami, brought him to the Saints, and now brought him to the Lions. It's pretty incredible. He literally... Everything Ben Johnson's running is like his shit. So there's no book on him. There's not going to be a book on him. Lions minus two and a half, which is what I'm seeing right now at PFF, which means that's the consensus line, and I want to take it there. Hell yeah. Lions minus two and a half. Oh, where's the guy? You see the guy? Ah. First bet, Lions minus two and a half. Outstanding. Moving on, we have the Houston Texans going to play the Tennessee Titans. The Titans are minus five. I'm actually kind of intrigued by the Texans on this bet. They've been playing competitive football lately, but much more importantly than that, it's, uh, what's his face? Malik Willis's dumbass. Mm-hmm. Eyes going everywhere looking ass. Fucking Mona Lisa, eyes following you no matter where you fucking go looking ass. He sucks, like a lot. He is very bad. I want to apologize to Desmond Ritter because I forgot that Malik Willis is technically a quarterback. I'm not even joking. I really did forget that. Um, uh, the, the Titans have not put up any injury status so far this week. Yeah, no, I saw something that came out today, though, saying like the Titans fear that Tannehill will not be able to play. Yeah, and then I wanted to look up the, uh, the Texans. The in such shambles. Because the Texans don't have Damian Pierce anymore. Nope. Uh, they also might be missing Brandon Collins, or Nico Collins and Brandon Cooks. Derek Stingley's out for the year. Steven Nelson's probably out. Oh, God, on the other end, the Titans are probably missing Danico Autry, Ryan Tannehill, David Long. Definitely missing Taylor Lewan, Elijah Molden, Deshaun Hand. I'm not going to lie. This game screams pass to me because yep. both of these teams are not good right now. They're team beat team. up yeah. beyond all belief. It's a weird fucking line. You're right. I feel like it's a pass. We can. I mean, we can come back if need be, but... No, you're right. Let's move on. All right, next up, we have the New Orleans Saints going to play the Cleveland Browns. The Browns are minus three. However, that looks like it's about to move to two and a half. It's, it's still two and a half most places. Is it? You're the whisperer. What do you think? I'm going to be honest. My, my Cleveland capabilities have lessened since Deshaun came in because I'm not as familiar with him. I, I will tell you, he does suck massive amounts of penis. Now, it is worth noting. I got to be careful 
when it comes to Deshaun Watson and, and using dick sucking as a negative because just you shouldn't mention organs with him. Yeah, I think we just stay away. I'm sorry, guys. I'll try to be more couth. So worth noting, it's going to be windy. You're going to be on the lake. The high is 12. The low is 3. I'm seeing light snow. We might get light snow. The Saints are not a good outdoor cold team. However, I don't think this iteration of the Browns really is either. I think Andy Dalton's got a better arm than Deshaun Watson now. Yeah, and that's the thing. Now, the Browns may do similar to what they did last week. (laughs) <laughs> and they don't do anything that's beyond 10 yards past the line of scrimmage. They really don't. Everything is a run ran, or it's crossing routes 10 yards down down the field. They ran two trick plays to get Watson a clean look 12 yards down the field. It, it's that contained. It's so bad. He can't process pre-snap, post-snap. He's just he's brain dead out there. He actually can't handle playing football from a mental standpoint right now. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's because he's rusty or whatever. I think that's all bullshit, but you can believe what you like. Fact of the matter is, right now, regardless of why, he cannot think the game of football. Yeah, it's he, everything has to be schemed up for him. But how much does that matter when you're playing the Saints in a freezing cold game? So it's going to come down to running. The Browns have not been able to run the ball lately. Nick Chubb didn't practice today. Their O-line is really beat up. I, they're not the, you know, the Cleveland Browns running attack of years past. So I don't think they really have a big advantage here, and they can't stop the run for shit. Yeah. In my my gut would say take the points because I think this is going to be a bad game. I think the wrong team is favored. I mean, the Saints have not looked good lately, really. Have the Browns? No, but they're at home, at least. They scored 13 points at home last week. They did, but they held the Ravens to three <laughs> uh, because the, this team doesn't make sense. Do you know what Deshaun Watson's passer rating under pressure is this year? I, 70. 20. Holy shit. Yeah, I don't care about stats, especially not passer rating, but a passer rating under pressure of 20 is actually ludicrous. It's tough. Um... So, I mean, I think Saints, like, have to pick, and we're probably going to get into we can't keep maybe piling all these games. I would say Saints over the Browns, but it's worth paying attention to see if Nick Chubb is going to play and seeing about the O-line for the Browns. Well, see, the the Browns are riding high because they think they can make the playoffs. They absolutely cannot, but... They think they can. Yeah, I know, like, mathematically it's possible, but they they are not making the playoffs. They're not because they're going to lose this game. Probably, yeah. I, so we know Clowney is questionable. He's got a conk, so he's mm-hmm. probably out. Uh, Injoku's banged up, got a leg. That's bad because he's like half their offense because half of their offense is just running flats to the tight end now. Yep. Because it requires no arm talent or processing. That's why they paid him all that fucking money. Yeah, they got their fucking money's worth. Uh, Nick Chubb is hurt, got a leg. Miles Garrett is questionable with other as his distinction, which means he's fine and will play. Yeah, he'll play. Um, I want to see what the Saints offensive line looks like right now because I know that they've been funneling guys back into the offense and I want to know what it what it presently looks like. So they got Ramchek at right tackle back. McCoy's back at center. Andres Pete's back at left guard, although he's always sucked. They're still playing, uh, what's his name, Hurst. Uh, J, 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 James Hurst at left tackle. He's actually really good in the past. 
Well, um, that is important. He's like an elite swing tackle. Because my worry is that Dalton doesn't do great under pressure. No, not historically. And the Browns, they can't stop the run at all, but they can get some pass rush, especially when you have Miles Garrett out there. I know what I know. I already figured this game. Enlighten me. Jarvis Landry revenge game. <laughs> that shit is contagious. You you should you should go punch yourself in the face right now. <laughs> I can't believe you've just said that. <laughs> No amount of physical pain could do to me what saying that did to my inside. <laughs> uh, so, so, no, actually, though, this is what it's going to come down to. Um, and, and I was looking at the wide receivers for the Saints when I figured this out. Chris Olave is banged up, but he will probably play. If Chris Olave plays, what do we know about Joe Woods and the way that he likes to run his secondary? They, they are far from the line of scrimmage. And when do Ohio State wide receivers thrive? When they have space to do good route running. When they have free releases. Chris Olave is a very consummate route runner. He is one of the most polished wide receiver products we've ever seen come out of college. He's not special, but he's a good, maybe great wide receiver too. And he's going to get off coverage from uh, the the, the ward. Um, Desmond Ward? Denzel. Denzel Ward. God, I'm getting so bad. He's one of my guys too. (sighs) So he's going to get off coverage from Denzel Ward. He's got a height advantage. He's going to be able to run routes on him against that cover three defense. This is going to shape up perfectly. Juwan Johnson's been playing really well. Not Juwan. Uh, It is Juwan. I was about to say, you're talking about the tight end? Yeah, it's Juwan Johnson. I I thought I got him confused with the old tackle from the Dolphins. Yeah, I know. Juwan James. Mm -hmm. Uh, No, Juwan Johnson, whose girlfriend's very active on Instagram. Not cute either. Just, I get her shit in my Discover page all the time because they know I like football. Uh, How about that? Look at that algorithm go. Yeah. He's been really good lately, and the Browns can't cover a tight end to save their life because they have three linebackers who should be out of the NFL and two safeties who should be out of the NFL. Yeah, they're tough up the middle, man. And they have no defensive tackles worth a goddamn. I think actually they called me yesterday and asked if I wanted to try out the three tackle. I told them I had better things to do. Uh, so I think that they'll be able to get Alvin Kamara going finally. They're going to run the ball up the middle with Taysom Hill, which is stupid, but they're going to do it effectively. You know, actually, you're right. They're going to get an 80-yard touchdown to Taysom Hill sometime at this game because that is exactly the type of thing the Browns will fuck up. Is, uh, is Marshawn Lattimore dead? What do you mean his nine-week-long abdominal issue? Well, because he came back briefly, and then now maybe he's not back. Yeah, apparently they're considering shutting him down for the season. That's tough, man. That's real tough. He got a lacerated kidney in week five. Yeah, it looks like he's not going to play. Yeah, so it's probably going to be Alante Taylor, who I don't like, and Paulson Adebo, who you like. I do like Paulson. I don't like him a lot. Bradley Roby's still out there. He's... Sometimes he's really good. Sometimes he's terrible. He made a play last week. He got a turnover. Alante Taylor almost made three picks. He dropped all three. Yeah, man, I just, I like the Saints here. I think it's the wrong team favored. I'm I'm good with it. I think that, like, this could be Pick'em. Yeah, I'm looking at it as Pick'em. And, and, like, I still might go Saints. Like, I don't think the Saints are good. I just don't think the Browns are either. Yeah, and I think that the Browns have a couple fraudulent wins, and Browns fans are very excited. People are very excited. The Browns have a chance at the playoffs. Deshaun Watson, oh my goodness. I think that that's a lot of shit that doesn't mean anything, but it will push the public perception of the market. I, I don't think it'll really have that much of an effect, to be honest. I well, feel like people still know the Browns suck. Well, then why the fuck are the Saints catching three? I, I would say that's more because the Saints are terrible as well. They're coming off a win. Yeah, but they should have absolutely housed them. They kind of did. It was a garbage time touchdown by the Falcons and a two-point. 
two-point conversion to make it close. Yeah, I guess, but uh, they, that, that game should have been three scores. Especially if they'd have caught all four picks. Yeah. yeah you're right, but I, I like the Saints. This is my second pick, I think. What do you think? Yeah, I'm, I'm good with that. I'm, uh, I actually already wrote it down in the spreadsheet. Well, fuck, why am I talking then? We got any more Saturday afternoon games? <laughs> fuck yeah, we do. Christ. Still in the 12 o'clock hour. The New York Giants go to play the Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings are minus three. However, that looks like it's about to move. It is going to move, so if you want it, take it. Uh, Vikings minus three, I love it. I fucking love it. It's indoors. Yep. The I mean, we've talked about this the last couple weeks. The Giants have been washed for the last month and a half. I'm yeah. sorry, but it's our best bet. I. It's not even a Giants bet. Everybody's so excited to jump on the Vikings and pronounce them dead. The Vikings are a good team. They have two lucky wins this year. They have they should be nine and five. The Giants are a bad team. They should be like six and seven. The Vikings are at home. The Vikings have things to play for. The Giants don't. This is a no-brainer. The Vikings are a much better team, and we're laying a field goal. Field goal? Yeah. Come on. Yeah, I think the Giants just fucking suck. The Vikings are, they're now actually, I think, underrated talent-wise. Well, they've but... been that way all year, because all year everybody's been like, oh, their EPA stinks. Oh, they keep on winning these one-score games. They're just lucky. Well, if you look at the games, first of all, a one's, not all one-score games are close. Mm-hmm. Second of all, like look no further than the fucking Eagles beating the shit out of the Lions week two, week one, but only winning by three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't look at the final score. That does not tell you shit about a football game in any way, shape, or form, regardless of how close or not close it is. Watch the fucking game. You watch the game, the Vikings have had two games where they deserve to lose, and they won. They should have lost to the Bills, but for Josh Allen's fumble in the end zone on a QB sneak, and they should have lost to the Dolphins, but for a tipped pick. They should have beat the Colts by a lot. Yes. They were extremely unlucky. And that was how I knew. That's what triggered it and made me realize I'm big on the fucking Vikings right now. Everybody on Twitter was just dancing in the fucking street. The, the Vikings got exposed for frauds. Oh, really? Your handicap included a blocked punt and a punt return for a field goal and a pick six and two defensive touchdowns by the Vikings being called back for literally nothing and an 80-yard punt return being called back for literally nothing? Really? It included Jalen Rager turning what probably would have been a 50-yard touchdown into an interception by stopping in the middle of the play for no reason? How did you know? Do you have any lottery numbers for me? You fucking savant. No, the Vikings were very unlucky in the Colts game and still won because the Vikings are a pretty good team. They've got one amazing receiver. They've got one consummate wide receiver, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got a really good third receiver in uh, 17. It used to be Smith-Marset, but it's not. It's K.J. Somebody... Osborne? K.J. Osborne plays very similar, very fast, about 6'1". Ohio State wide receiver through and through, despite not having gone there. Uh, Jalen Rager should die away from a football field. Hawkinson doing well. Hawkinson's really a solid tight end. I I was going to say really good. That's not true. He's a solid tight end. On offense, the Vikings are a good fucking team. Kirk Cousins is fine. Occasionally, he plays awesome. Occasionally, he plays terrible. He's a better Dak Prescott. You fucking heard me. Quote me. Suck my ass. On defense, the Vikings do suck. Luckily, in this game, they're playing the Giants, who on offense do suck. Additionally, on defense, the Giants do suck. Furthermore, because we, we've, we've emphasized this over the last couple weeks, line play. I know that Christian Darrisaw's a little banged up, but he was healthy enough to play last week, and he's only going to get healthier having more time. He, he isn't even on their uh, injury report this week. They only have four people on it. He was questionable to play last week, and then towards the very end of the game, he was hobbling. It wasn't clear if he was cramping or if his injury was re-aggravated. Regardless, he'll be fine. Yeah, I actually saw that. 
I was working during the game, but got to see the uh, the last couple drives of the fourth quarter in OT. Well, hear me out, because when I make this point, you're going to come. Because, like, all of the things that are attractive, like wide receivers and quarterback play and offensive coordinating, favors us right now. Um, actually, Wink Martindale's a genius. Wink equals cock. Cancel him out. You wink at the cock and neutralize it. <laughs> it gets shy. Uh, Christian Darisaw is a really good left tackle. He'll be the healthiest he's been in a while. Ezra Cleveland's a perfectly fine guard. Uh, Bradbury, who was supposed to be... Everything that people said about uh, Linderbaum, the center for the Ravens coming out, who, he, like, everybody's just like, oh, he's a fucking slam dunk great center. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they said that about Garrett Bradbury five years ago. I do remember that. And he had a really hard time, but he's figured his shit out, and he's been playing a lot better. And then Brian O'Neill's a, a good right tackle. So you got four quality offensive linemen, and then something named Ed Ingram, who should not be there. Going against a defensive line that I believe is extremely overrated. Dexter Lawrence is sick, right? Like, he's filthy. But you're going to be able to double-team him with your center and your guard all day. Because Jihad Ward is a bad defensive tackle. Jihad Ward started as a linebacker, moved inside to edge, and now moved inside to defensive tackle. And he's been bad at all three. I think he's kept a job because his name is Jihad. It's actually Jihad. It's terrifying. That's a cold-ass name. Yeah, no, it's it's wonderful. His name literally means vengeful murder. Yeah. It's it's their His it, his name is basically Vengeance. He's Batman. Yeah. I mean jihad is what the is the Muslim crusade effectively. Yeah, it's not a perfect It's religious vengeance. Yeah. He it, is also six foot five, two ninety, but he ran a five eleven forty. That's just terrible. As a linebacker. So yeah, he sucks, but he's huge. And I think it's the dumbass Raiders took him in the second round. Yeah, no, he was a high pick. He should not have been. Uh, Aziz Ojulari is solid, but he hasn't really panned out the way I thought he would. I think he's just too small. Yeah. And then Kayvon Thibodeau has come on a little bit lately against some bad defensive lines or offensive lines. Uh, but he's still just an okay defensive end, too. And he's being asked to be their star pass rusher. So you've got a team that, even assuming both of the edges play to their potential, which is like B-plus players right now, and Dexter Lawrence is a fucking stalwart, that defensive line is still really weak against the run. And the linebackers really, really stink, generally. Dalvin Cook's going to fucking eat. Good offensive line, bad run-stopping defensive front six, Dalvin Cook. Yeah, and I looked up Christian Darisaw. They said it was purely cramps. He is good to go this it week. It looked like cramps, and he was, and that was a lot of offensive plays last week. Yeah. So the run game's going to work. You flip the ball over to the other side. The Giants have a notoriously bad defensive or offensive line. Evan Neal, PFF has him as the 80th ranked tackle out of 81. He's had a rough year. They have him as the second worst tackle in football. He's, I don't he's know how he could be worse than Nicky Aquanu, but fuck. And the fucking Brandon Thorne loved him. I I liked him. I, I think, thought he was going to be good. Did they switch his sides? Was he a left tackle? I think he was a left tackle that they moved over to the right side. And I mean, we saw it with Andrew Thomas. That can fuck you up. Yeah. By the way, Andrew Thomas, I am the offensive line guru, fourth best tackle in football according to PFF, and I actually trust them implicitly with line play. Yeah, he's he's come on really well. I mean, really, once they fired that offensive line coach last year, since then, he's been good. Mark Colombo, Bears legend. He was our swing tackle for my entire childhood. Well, he does not know how to teach it. No, he's psycho. Outstanding. Um, additionally, the way that the Vikings play defense is they're they're just gonna run soft zones, which is fine because their defensive backs suck. But I'm okay with them doing that because the Giants don't really have any uh, good receiver. They're just gonna throw short anyway, so you might as well just keep it in front of you and tackle them and hope that Daniel Jones makes a backbreaking mistake because he will. Additionally, I don't like the dude. It's so weird, but I don't think of front sevens anymore. I only think of front six because i just assume everybody's always in nickel <laughs> like why would you ever not play nickel yeah um 
I, I like the Vikings' front six against the run a lot better than I do against the pass. I do not think they're a good pass-rushing defensive line. I think Daniel no. Hunter is serially overrated, always has been. But they'll be able to shut down Saquon, who is still overrated as fuck. Even if he's fun. He's really fun, but he's not that good. Yes, I think that's a perfect description of him. Um, I understand why he's gotten so popular. He's one of the best scat backs of all time. Yeah. But that's all he is. And he does have really exciting plays. It's just once a game. And the all the other plays are average at best. But... I feel like we've uh, we've covered that one enough. I'm all in with you on Vikings. I think that's a good good bet. Get it now while it's minus three. But we can move on to the final game of the 12 o'clock hour on Saturday, Christmas Eve. We have the Seattle Seahawks going to play the Kansas City Chiefs. The no, Chiefs are minus ten. We're not even talking about this game. I'm I'm the okay Chiefs with are that. the Chiefs are are exclusively on coasting fuck it mode, looking ahead exclusively. And Geno Smith is a star that already fell. Yeah, and it, people are banged up for the Seahawks now. They have not been playing well. Yeah, I, dude, fuck it. We're not talking about that game. But I don't trust it as a leg because we see Kansas City is just not on lately. Yeah, but all right, let's move on to the three o'clock hour on Christmas Eve. First up, we have the Washington Commanders going to play the San Francisco 49ers. The 49ers are minus seven. The spread is too big. Too big. I think, I feel like it's... But I don't want to bet on the fucking skin. Yeah. I I mean, in my opinion, you don't bet on this game or you use it as a leg it's or something. Good leg. It's a great good fucking leg. leg. Great think, fucking leg. I think that in Baltimore is going to be our teaser. I, I'd be super down for that. Because I don't think... I love Taylor Heineke. He is a ton of fun to watch play. He he does fuck around a little bit, and I think the 49ers are a team that will get after him and won't let him do any of the improvising that has led to some of his success. And he's just not good enough at, like, being a pure pocket passer. And the 49ers on offense can't do a ton, but I don't think they'll, they'll really need to. Fuck, this game makes me remember that actually the Giants did win that Sunday night football game. I thought that the Redskins did because they deserve to. Uh, throw that part of my handicap out. The Giants absolutely have something to play for. They're battling for the playoffs and so are the Vikings. So neutral motivation. I still love my pick. Yeah, I, I don't think it really changes anything. No, it changes nothing. I just wanted to make sure that people know I'm not stupid. Good. But I don't want to talk about San Francisco versus Washington because we're on a time crunch and that game just doesn't look like it has a lot of angst. Yeah, I feel like, you know, use it as a leg. It's, it's going to be good that way. Otherwise, probably too risky. Next up we have the philadelphia eagles going to play the dallas cowboys the cowboys are minus five fuck um earlier this week i grabbed falcons or not falcons eagles plus six and a half and then i pussied out and backed out of it i think that jalen hurts probably plays but that's total speculation uh if he doesn't play i don't care i still like the eagles because i think that the line is overvaluing jalen hurts a lot yep uh, for reference, the difference between like Aaron Rodgers and not Jordan Love, but whoever his backup was before that, like Tim Boyle, was typically seen to be seven points or eight points maybe. Okay. So the difference between Jalen Hurts and Gardner Minshew being six points is implying that Jalen Hurts is an MVP top five caliber quarterback in terms of value. And I don't think that anybody who has a head on their shoulders believes that's even remotely true. I think that the drop off is probably two points. And Gardner Minshew is a really good backup. He is a per- Gardner Minshew's Mac Jones, maybe better. Yeah, because he's more fun. Definitely, he's Mac Jones with a, with some nuts between his legs. It's like how he Kirk Cousins cry. is swaggy, or Joe, Joe Burrow is swaggy, Kirk Cousins. Yeah, struggled through that one, but we got it. Kirk Cousins actually has more great games this year and last year, but I won't talk about that. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't wear cool sunglasses for press conferences. Well, so. now he does. <laughs> <laughs> he wears cool chains. If Kirk Cousins. 
is Swaggy Kirk Cousins. Who is Joe Burrow? He just disappears into the ether. <laughs> he just fades away into the ether. <laughs> um, back to this game. I, I agree with you that I think this is overvaluing Jalen Hurts. It, it makes me want to jump on the Eagles because I think the, the Eagles, and we've talked about this, and that they're just a really good fucking team. Dude, Hassan Reddick needs more flowers. That man is so good. Every time I watch Eagles games, he pops off. He's so good, and they don't even use him enough. It's probably because they, they know how to use him sparing. Well, I think they're saving him for the playoffs because they know. But no, he's fucking incredible. That whole defensive line, they're six deep on the defensive line with good players. Robert Quinn, remember when they traded for him and everybody's like, it's over, and I was like, he's not going to play. <laughs> he doesn't he play. <laughs> he doesn't play. Well, I think he had like some knee scope recently too, but yeah, he wasn't playing even He got a then. knee scope because they were like, eh, we're not going to need you. Go yeah. ahead. Like, he, he is on call. He is not even showing up to work. They're like, eh, we'll let you know if we need you, but you just mostly go and sit over there and have a fucking hot dog. Uh, yeah, so they're sick on the defensive line. The Cowboys are going to have a hard time running against them, and by a hard time, I mean they fucking won't do it. Uh, they have a good secondary. Darius Slay will be able to take away CeeDee Lamb, I believe. And then James Bradbury is more than capable of handling whatever the fuck else the Cowboys can throw at them. Yeah. So I don't think the Cowboys move the ball. Dak Prescott's been very bad lately. Uh, just not accurate. Interceptable passes each of the last three weeks. On the other side, I think worst case scenario, the Eagles are just going to be able to bully the Dallas defensive line. Because I love Micah Parsons. He can't play the run as a defensive end. Mm-hmm. If they move him back to linebacker, he can. Right. I mean, we talked about this of... But this is the problem. If they move Micah Parsons to linebacker like they did against the Packers, which is what they do when they play run-heavy teams. Right. And assuming Gardner Minshew plays, you're going to think that it's a run-heavy heavy offense just you know if you're Dallas you're thinking they're not going to throw it a lot with their backup quarterback first of all that might not be true they have a creative head coach and offensive coordinator in Steichen and uh Italian with a P Sirianni not a P I was I was going to say Sirianni and then you said P and I was like who the fuck are we talking about now I wanted to call him Piriani um (laughs) dude my I'm getting so bad with names what the fuck happened to my brain I don't know, man. It's the holidays. You're I'm going to give old. myself a fucking break. Yeah, it's the holidays. It's cold out. It's dark. I'm really scared. I have Alzheimer's. Mm. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway. Leave it all behind. I would. Uh, Might not be your choice. <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, I don't necessarily think that it'll be a run-heavy game. I do think that if you move Michael Parsons back to linebacker, you have no defensive line presence whatsoever. So Gardner Minshew is going to be able to sit back there, take a shit, take a picnic, whatever, sip some tea, and then pick his open receiver because he's got two really good receivers. Devontae Smith's not elite, but he is certainly a great number two wide receiver. He's incredibly savvy. He's incredibly reliable. A.J. Brown is elite. I still think he's a top five, maybe fringe top five wide receiver. He's really good. He's top five. Yeah. He's fucking doing this shit with Jalen Hurts. Come on. Anyway. Dallas has no secondary except for like Malik Hooker. I think that Trevon Diggs has been exposed as a flash in the pan, not good player because he was never good at coverage. He simply has amazing ball skills and he still does have amazing ball skills. But regardless, I think you can run on these Cowboys, especially if they move Parsons back to linebacker because then the offensive line is just going to maul the defensive line. You're going to get three yards before contact. And then if they play Parsons on the defensive line, you're going to maul him. The Eagles are going to be able to run the ball at will. They'll be able to pass the ball better than you think. Even with Gardner Minshew, I think the Eagles probably should be favored. I think it should. It definitely shouldn't be plus five, man. Uh, Yeah, like I could see plus two, plus three, Mm -hmm. simply because it's a home game for the Cowboys, but 
fuck plus me, man. Five. Yeah. I at that number, I like it. I think anything better than two and a half, like you get three or better, yeah. I think it's a good number for hey, them. Oh God forbid you get Jalen Hurts because he might play. Yeah. I, I think he played. I I don't know. I. He looked pretty hurt at the end of last week. But it's the Cowboys. It is. If he he might play, even if it's just for running packages. Yeah, and I no matter what, I think they're a good spot at plus three, and we have them at plus fucking five. Like we have so much room for fuckery to happen. Take that shit, yo. When you get so change is when you make money betting on football games. People think Jalen Hurts is an MVP candidate because he has a lot of QB wins. He's not. He's an average quarter. He's replaceable. And Gardner Minshew is a replacement level player. This is how. This is where we win. Yeah, it's I, fucking scary. But you gotta tap your balls. I think that's a little. Because Jalen Hurts has impressed me this year with his ability to go down the field. Oh, yeah, no. As well as... We were talking about it with the bird watcher. I've never seen a quarterback improve as much and in as many areas as Jalen Hurts has this year. Mm -hmm. But he's still not incredible. He went from Tua caliber to slightly below, you know, Kirk Cousins caliber. Slightly below Dak caliber. Yeah. All right. So, lock it in. Eagles plus five. And on to Saturday night, we have the Las Vegas Raiders going to play the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Steelers are minus three. Wrong team favored. Wrong team favored. By the way, don't look now. The Raiders, despite their four improbable losses that never should have happened to anybody ever, much less in the same season, are six and eight, which means theoretically they could absolutely be 10 and six. Yeah. Like they, had they needed a bullshit win last week. But it wasn't even that bullshit. It wasn't. The only reason it was ever tied is because of a pick six on a screen, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. And it was still going to go to overtime, at least a 50% chance of winning, and they were moving the ball a fuck lot better. They were. With a better kicker, and that's it. They had a better kicker, and they moved the ball a lot better. So now you get to go play in Pittsburgh, where oh. it's probably going to be 10 degrees. We don't have the weather for this one on PFF. Give me a Google. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania at 8 p.m. on Saturday. Saturday. On the rivers, all three of them. Do you know the name of the three rivers? Yeah, the Ohio, the Allegheny, the Pittsburgh, and the Monongahela River. That's the fun one. These fucking cousins of mine. Uh, Sunday, Saturday. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Saturday night. Saturday night, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Oh my god. The high is going to be ten degrees. <laughs> uh, the low, it looks like it will be. N- negative one however that looks like an early day issue so i think it'll be probably like seven or eight at kickoff all right just just kind of windy too okay so let's look at the fucking roster for the raiders and see if anybody is from not warm places uh adams and Carr are cali boys northern california so it gets cold but not below 20 yeah not that kind of cold uh mac hollins i think is a cali boy i think he's an la boy where's josh jacobs from bama okay it snows there <laughs> to uh, you fucking cocksucker I need to stop that. I need to stop that. Yeah, I'm going to get a spray bottle. Yeah. I'm just going to just... I don't want to say it. ...hit you once. It's just like the most vulgar thing I can think of at the moment. (laughs) We'll we'll be better. I'll bring the spray bottle. I'm an animal fucker. (laughs) That's better, yeah. But it doesn't roll off the tongue. When I say cocksucker, I mean that they're they're sucking off male chicken. That's what I mean. <laughs> it, it is not a homoph- homophobic issue. No, there's nothing wrong with you know jerking off your buddies or sucking off. You know, gay stuff's fine. I don't care. But don't suck off male chickens, Tua. <laughs> Stop it. Get it's some bestiality. help. <laughs> yeah, you beastie old bitch. Um. Okay. So 
cold. This actually, we I love this game. The I don't think we can win, do it. But we can't. It's going to be cold. The Raiders are at a marked disadvantage. Even if some of these dudes were from cold areas, and they're not. Max Crosby is. But even if some of the dudes on offense, which is where I really care about it, were from cold areas, and they're not, they do also live in Vegas, where it's like 80 right now. Yeah. Um. Additionally, we always talk about how Josh McDaniels deserves like 38 pats on the back for turning out a productive offense with this offensive line. Well, they're playing against Alex Highsmith and the corpse of TJ Watt and Cam Hayward. That's tough. Yeah, it's not a great matchup. Like, let's say that Colton Miller erases Alex Highsmith, which is still, like, a big ask for Colton Miller. Cam Hayward's going to just take Donald Parham and Cronus Grasso, and he's going to bury them 20 feet below the Earth's yeah, crust. They need to double-team everyone, and they don't they don't have the bodies to do that. Mm-mm. But also, I, I'm not going to bet on the Steelers. No, fuck no. No, no, no. Because... Full disclosure, the Raiders should win this game. It's just that the line play is going to be a mess, a mismatch. Yeah. Although, do the Steelers score a point? They might on defense. It's going to be tough. Cause, I mean, like, we, we, we talk shit, but, like, Max Crosby's going against Chuck Sikorafor. Yeah, no, he's going to ruin his day as well. And Kenny Pickett. Coming off a conk. Uh-huh. I don't think he's going to handle that well. No. Man, it's going to be bad football. Oh, it's going to be a gross game. I, okay, let's do it. Let's make this one of our leans. Okay, a lean. Las Vegas Raiders, plus three. I lost my pen. You found my pen. I did. I always know where your pen is. <laughs> Next game. Next game, on to Sunday. Merry Christmas. In the noon hour, we have the Green Bay Packers going to play the Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins are minus four. Dude. <laughs> That's that's tempting. That's really tempting. But it's tempting in both ways. I think so. What the Packers actually do on defense is naturally the thing that the Dolphins struggle. With. They play deep dropping zones. They play cover three. That being said, Aaron Rodgers is terrible. Yeah, and they're going to be in Miami. Yeah, I don't think there's any home field advantage in Miami though. Right now, it's perfect weather. Is it? It's still like eighty. Yeah, and besides, I can't imagine that there are any Dolphins fans at the games because all of Tuanon is on Twitter during the games. They get good Wi-Fi in the stadium. I don't think they leave their houses. And it is Christmas Day. And they're all teenagers, so they don't even have money to decide if they're going to the game. And their parents are going to be like, it's Christmas. Although they're mostly Jewish, but it is Hanukkah because it's Miami. Uh, what other stereotypes? There's a lot of cocaine. It's, it doesn't snow there, but there is cocaine. Mm-hmm. Got to substitute. Yeah, Got to fucking you know, mix in the Colombians and the Cubans. They earned it. They're there. Mm-hmm. They're prominent. Um, yeah, dude, I don't know. I, this game is really tempting in a lot of different directions, and I think I got to pass it. Four is a bad number. It's not an actionable number. Yeah. I mean, I honestly, I'm tempted Miami because you have the Packers coming off of a shorter week where they didn't look good against the Rams. It was more that the Rams looked bad. Yeah. The Rams just don't have anybody. No. And so I don't think that the Packers had like a coming out party or like they're a legit team. I still think they're a kind of middle of the road team, whereas the Dolphins are, they're not great but they're an above average team um so i feel like there's a matchup but i agree with you at four and i can't take the dolphins laying four yeah but i can't take the packers because i don't know if their quarterback will be average all right well let's move on then into the three o'clock hour we have the denver broncos going to play the los angeles rams the rams are plus two I want to do it. I know you do. It's definitely a maybe. It's a maybe. And what do we, we have four right now? Mm-hmm. Um, looking ahead, I don't love the other games either. Yep. Uh, 
Okay, so tell me why I shouldn't bet on Baker Mayfield plus three. The Broncos' defense has been very good. It's been sick. And the Rams are trotting out Ben Skoranek and Van Jefferson. Well, I don't think that the Broncos actually have a good secondary. I think Patrick Sertain's a little overrated, and I don't think anything of Damari Mathis. Sure. If you, then you want to get to the Rams' offensive line, which is also bad. That's the issue. Like, my issue is the Rams don't have... Baker might be the best part of that offense, talent-wise. And he got there two weeks ago and has had one incredible game and one not very good game. Below average. Yeah. So I I just feel like even though the Broncos aren't going to be able to score at all because they're terrible offensively... Sure are. I don't know if the Rams are going to be able to. And you're only getting two, so it's not like you have much of a, a cushion there. Yeah, but that'll get to three. The The Rams just lost on Monday night, and Baker Mayfield's the most dunkable on quarterback in the world. It'll get to three. But the Broncos are, like, one of the most dunked on teams this year as well. By the way, PFF said that the game against Green Bay was Baker Mayfield's worst game of the season. Oh, yeah. And gave him two turnover-worthy plays. No big-time throws. I legitimately think that whoever they put in charge of grading Baker Mayfield just has a vendetta. There was one turnover-worthy play. There were two big-time throws. This is getting ridiculous. It's a hater's ball. It's actually incredible. By the way, they gave him a 61, so not even his best game of the season against the Raiders, which was clearly an elite game. They don't know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah, I mean, like, I I could see you having some issue just because Baker didn't have, like, an incredible volume of, like, they weren't launching it downfield the entire game. It was mostly saved for the end when they had to. So it was a lot of, like, shorter passes that he wasn't going beyond 10, 15 yards. But he was very clean in that game. I don't know how. Whatever. It's He had a pick where his elbow got hit, and he had an almost pick on a swing route that was late. Yeah, I mean, the, the this game against the Packers, That's you could say he had a bad game. I think that's harsh. But They said he had a CFL game. Yeah. Like I th- they gave him a Mitch Trubisky caliber grade. And I don't know if that's... Well, I'm going to put it really simply. PFF is fucking worthless when it comes to anything but line play, and it has been established that it's just very easy to hate on Baker Mayfield, and most people are completely results-driven. Luckily, we are not. Yeah, but what can we do with that this week? What we can do with that this week is, I. so remember, I thought Baker Mayfield would struggle a lot against Green Bay. I think he's going to look a lot better this upcoming week. I think you'll see a noticeable step forward. I don't love the Rams' defensive line, or offensive line, but... This game is going to be played in L.A., so it won't be 7 degrees. Mm-hmm. I think that materially affected them last night. I really think that the Rams struggled because it was so cold. Because if you look at their offensive line, like Matt Skura is a perfectly good backup. He's their left guard. They got Ty Inseki, who's a perfectly fine swing tackle. He's their left tackle. Brian Allen's a good center. He should be back. He was almost back last night. He'll definitely be back this week. Rob Havenstein's a good tackle. And Coleman Shelton sucks. So they got one... They got two good linemen and then two serviceable linemen and one bad one. The Broncos have... It's not so much that they have a good defensive line, because they don't. It's more so that they are very effective at creating pressures with blitzes that are creative. Uh, It's not so much that their secondary is very good in coverage. It's more so just that they're going to create pressures and confuse your quarterback. Sean McVay is a king at creating zone-beating offenses. This is exclusively zone defenses. And they only have to score twice to win. Yeah, that's a good point. I think it's time. We haven't done it since he joined the Rams. And Matt Stafford announced today that he will be back next year. So if we're going to bet on Baker with the Rams, it's probably it. Yeah, it's probably the shot. 
I'm fine. If we add it as the fifth, I'm okay with that, especially because looking forward and looking it's, at the maybe pile. Well, it's it's either this, Oakland, which we just talked about, bad weather matchup, bad line matchup. Yeah, I don't like that. Or Cincinnati, which just feels too easy. See, honestly, I'd probably go Cincy at that point. Okay, then let's go Cincy. Just because even though it's three and a half, the Patriots are bad. They're terrible. And if the Patriots the, win one more game, I push my season win total bet on them, so I hope they lose out. Oh, no, actually, I have a cushion. That's two games because they uh, blew it to the Raiders. Tough. They didn't really even blow it. They should have lost the whole way. Yeah, I have Patriots under nine, and they are currently at seven. Ah, yeah, you'd be all right. Uh, They have the Bengals, Dolphins, and Bills. I don't think they win another game. I don't think they do either. They shouldn't. Which means I cash. And even if they win one of those games by fluke, I cash. It's a half a unit. It's a thousand dollars. It's the most they let me get down. So pretty good though. Yeah, I'll take a fucking two grand payout. All right, so I think we're gonna end up passing on the Rams then. They're in the maybe pile. They're in the maybe, but I feel like we. No, I mean the maybes are just leans. Yeah. Because we got. Oh, I got you. I got you. All right. On to Sunday night, we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going to play the Arizona Cardinals. Puke. The Cardinals are plus six and a half. This is ridiculous. Yeah, I mean that's a. That's an incredible line after the Bucks have been as bad as they have been. I got half a motherfucking mind to take the Cardinals. I mean, is Colt going to play or is it going to be fucking what's his name? That's the problem. Not they got rid of Strevler. Who's the fucking CFL quarterback they got now? Isn't he the uh Oh, is it um Is it Trace McSorley it's or McSorley? Since I know he was with Baltimore, but I feel like they moved him to the other team that Does runs quarterback. <laughs> Um, I feel like the only way you can go on this game is Arizona. You cannot bet on the Buccaneers minus six and a half after yeah, if, how they've if, played. If you bet on the Buccaneers, light yourself on fire. Mm-hmm. Seek help. But I don't want to bet on the fucking Cardinals. No, we're not going to talk about this game. All right. I won't watch it. Yeah, I probably won't. It's either. Christmas. Right? Like, hang out with your family. Enjoy enjoy the things you got or gave to other people. And or, if you don't have a family, go fucking help out at an orphanage or soup kitchen. Yeah, go look at pretty lights and smile at people. Be a good person. On to Monday night. Wrapping up week 16, we have the Los Angeles Chargers going to play the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts are plus four. You can only look Chargers. I think the Colts are as broken as broken gets. Yes. Uh, it's really sad that they can't flex this game out because they should. Yes. I don't want to bet on the Chargers because Brandon Staley is just terrible. They, they don't throw the ball downfield. They don't want to score points. They want to win every game 21-17. to 17. It's infuriating and it's terrible. Again, this is one of those games where you don't have to analyze the skill. It's just a massive discrepancy in favor of the Chargers. I think the Chargers probably almost certainly win. I don't know if they win by four because they don't get margin because they don't produce chunk plays. I, this is a game I just have n- no interest in betting on. I completely agree. Because you're right. Chargers minus four is the right play but i have no confidence in doing that we get to see baker versus herbert next week that'll be fun they've had good uh showdowns in the past it's technically a chargers home game but it's not yeah i mean i, I don't really know if it's a rams home game either. it is like people kind of like the rams in la nobody likes the Chargers. Yeah. all the chargers fans are insane <laughs> they fuck the raiders game. fans are still gonna go just to boo yes all right so we're not talking about monday night because it's terrible football bad game that that wraps it up we've got our five picks We've got Detroit minus two and a half. Got New Orleans plus three. Got Minnesota minus three. I think that's our best bet. Philadelphia plus five. And Cincinnati minus three and a half. 
our week 16 PBFG teaser is Baltimore minus seven and San Francisco minus seven. Teased down to minus one each. And then our maybes, our leans, are Jacksonville, Oakland, also known as Vegas, and Baker Mayfield's Rams. Only one shake for those. Just a little shake. Just, just a little dose. So that's it. Uh, we tried to make it quick, and we still went an hour and a half. And when we cut it down for silences, it'll be an hour. Yeah. Dope. All right, get the fuck out of here. Go hang out. Uh, until next time, hasta.